0: Good morning and welcome to the KLE podcast. This is your host, Sean Smith. This is Kingdom Leadership Equipping, Equipping Leaders with a Kingdom Mindset. Hey, these episodes are not about your usual church message, and especially today. Today is the episode that uh, Steve Bissett from Marshall, Texas, and myself, Sean Smith from Pennsylvania, we get together and we have a discussion every week. Um, And we just talk. We've been doing this for years and we decided um, earlier this year to actually make it part of the podcast where our conversation... You, be, you get invited to be part of our conversation. So just as we're talking, uh, we just carry on the conversation, and you are part of that conversation. It's been so edifying, so enlightening, so encouraging to me, and I'm, I'm sure to Steve as well. And that's why he calls me all the time. <laughs> but we get together and we uh, we get on on WhatsApp, and uh, ever since whenever I mean, it's been for years that we we met in in uh, uh, two thousand and Sheesh, where are we? No, 1999. Uh, gosh, in 99. Anyway, um, we we met in 99 uh, on a river trip down the Buffalo River and uh, we just really connected. And since then, there's just such a synergy between the two of us and we just love talking. So this week, uh, I'm doing this introduction separately because we were already in our discussion and I didn't want to... Uh, interrupt that we we just hit the record button and just kept going um, because we had already we I just sensed such a life on our discussion this morning and just sharing our heart together and we wanted you to be part of that so we I didn't want to in, interrupt anything hit the record button and so I'm introducing it now so uh, enjoy our conversation together of building his church and i really believe the focus is seeking his kingdom today how that applies to your life wherever you are enjoy god bless you and thank you for listening and thanks for giving us uh, feedback for reviews i'd love to hear from you please pop over to to spotify and give us a like give us a, a heart on the on on the episode on the on the um, on the podcast, we, it really helps us get our message out there and give us a share. It's really great. And thanks for those that are supporting um, the podcast as well as patrons um, on this, on the KLE. All right. So from Sean, uh, enjoy this journey with us this morning. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, so... so um, we were having this discussion and, and uh, with my son and myself and, and he said, Can, would you do anything different? And I said to him, I said, you know, um, not really, not in raising the children because in retrospect, you know, it's easy now to look back and say, well, I, as a grandfather would do things differently. But I said, but you know, when, when, when I was pastoring, I mean, people gave me money uh, you know just sometimes people come up to me and say, "I just want to bless you and give right. you money and instead of being smart about it because we had this Levitical mindset of of the priesthood um, is that you know as a minister you don't you don't prostitute yourself into the world you know you 've got right. to be purely ministry and and the simple fact of the matter is is that if i' taken that money and invested it into shares or invested it into uh, a business, um, I would have been in a different place right now. You know, it's just like, um, but, you know, that was what I was told. I discovered, Steve, this is the crazy thing. I discovered that all the guys that I was listening to who were prosperous and so I was like giving the money and sowing seed and confessing they were investing in shares and in property and stuff like that, and that's why they're prosperous. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you take a guy like T D. Jakes. He's had like a a business, a um, a uh, design kind of business, and he, he does. Uh, um, video, I don't know, something or other. He does like, he's got studios and stuff like they do films and whatever. I mean, he's got a full, fully fledged business, you know, and, right. and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kenneth Copeland and Jesse DePlantis and, and th- these guys, they all have like shareholding. Um, they've got, uh, you know, they've bought shares and property and stuff. So they actually, they have investments already for themselves you know and here we are stupid we're trying to believe god for for the things and and we're not and i wasn't being smart about it you know it's just like that was my i look back now and i'm thinking okay but yet i've got this gift and that's what i'm saying to you is like i i look at you and i think you have this ability to communicate from a platform why not use it you know why not Develop that you've done that before, Why, you know. And I listen to a lot of guys who are speakers, etc., and they have an ability to. Uh, they've transitioned that from like their magic act or their their um, little acting career, their little one man show, and they've transferred that into um, into communicating a message that people need that brings transformation to people's lives. You know.
1: Well, we think about fivefold full time. I mean, that's those two things go together. Those two, those two phrases we've always thought went together: fivefold full time. Full time, yes. Full-time. Full-time, yes. <laughs> yeah, when actually, that's still the Levitical thinking. That's still Levitical priesthood. If you think about Melchizedek order of priesthood, it's a whole different order of priesthood. Yes. Uh, it says since there's been a change of priesthood, it necessitates a change of law. We don't. We're not under that law anymore. If I'm, if I'm an elder in the household of faith. I'm not, I'm not doing that necessarily full time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I, I don't necessarily have an office somewhere and just sit there twiddling my thumbs during
0: the reading me a Bible all <laughs> day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Uh, but, but when the need arises, you know, it says, uh, pray for those who watch for your soul. I, I'm not watching for your soul all day long. You know, my, m- and maybe I am supposed to give myself to the word in prayer. Yes. Okay. I, I can do that. But as far as as far as full time, I mean uh, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God. it doesn't say only yes. uh, it's just first if I'm seeking him first, if I'm doing first what he's telling me to do, uh, all these things will be added unto me'm I'm not I'm not trying to seek after the things or th- seek after something else first, or seek after the making the living first, I'm seeking after his kingdom first, and then then all these things are added to me that's right so i guess that's the that's the key factor right there is seeking his kingdom first not a position not my gift not my anointing quote unquote yes. uh not not whatever see and and you know earlier uh as we were starting this discussion i i'd already gone off into that area where anointing or uh, oil is the word shemin s-h-e-m-e-n it's the word from which we get semen. And, uh, there's something that, that Christ has put into us. That's a nature of him that, that has, is who we are. I mean, it's just, it's natural. I remember this one, uh, gentleman, uh, he came to work for me. I'm a, I was a contractor at the time, uh, doing a lot of work in California. And uh, this guy started working for me. And I tell you what, this guy, this guy, I don't, you'd tell him to screw in a screw and I don't know whether he put the screw in backwards or, you know, <laughs> I, don't. I, I don't know how he did what he did, but we'd always have to end up redoing it. Yes. And finally, one day I was just, I was just talking to him. I said, what do you really want to do? He says, well, I'd like to work with uh, children. I'd like to work with um, those that, that are physically or mentally handicapped. I said, well, why don't you go do that then? I mean, just start leaning that direction at least. He says, well, you know, I don't know how to start. I said, well, they have programs at the school or at the schools where you can start working that direction and, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, because um, cause he was, I said, do you think it's just frustrating to you or do you think it's frustrating to everybody else around you to keep doing what you're doing? And he says, well, I know it frustrates everybody and I get mad at myself. Well, then find out what's your grace to do or oil to do. Right. A lot of times we just think it's just us because it's so slick and easy for us. We yeah. we think that something spiritual has to be a lot harder than it is. Yeah, But exactly. actually, it's just who you are. Just like he said to Moses, you know, what's that in your hand, Moses? You've already been doing this for 40 years. I've already trained you and equipped you to do what you're supposed to do to deliver the people of God. For forty years, you've been doing this naturally. You're no different naturally than you are spiritually. I'm I'm a builder. Yes, that's wh- that's who I am. I I always look at things and how to build it. That's I just see that. But I also see that in people's lives. I see what's next to build. I see you know. So so to me, it's just a it's just a natural thing. I don't think about it. I don't have to try to over spiritualize it. That's just it's just in my DNA basically. And I know that's what we were talking about earlier is is what is it that that we have already have in our hand that the Lord may want to resurface or bring back and bring back around into use again
0: that's exactly right
1: so um and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things um this last whole week I've been uh, you know like I told you, I've been without work yeah this whole last week as a contractor that's not good with a normal job, you know, you get paid um, on a daily basis, you know, because you make so much an hour. So it's easy that way. But with a contractor, you're really you're really having to rely upon the Lord to give you your next paycheck. Yes. And I've always I mean, most of the time I've always been that way. But boy, this last week has been tough. I mean, the week before I only worked like one or two days. So it's been it's been a strange it's been a strange like, last season, year and a you know. half, actually, yeah. So yeah. Uh, to, try to, to try to find out what he's doing. And see, the problem is with that cycle is we start trying to figure out what to do, and we try to seek the things or try to seek the job, try to seek whatever, rather than seeking first the kingdom, seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. And so, Father, what is it right now in your kingdom? What is it you want to do for kingdom's sake? What is it you want to do to further your kingdom and your righteousness? What is it you want to do? And then, then all these things will be added unto me. But um, in the meantime, because we have, like you said earlier, we have been given the power to get get wealth, or the power to produce wealth, or the power to um, create wealth. I mean, that's that's in us to do that. That's right. Uh, in fact, a word came to me this morning as as I was sitting in the throne room, uh, uh, just. Anyway, um, that, uh, you know, whatever you put your hands to shall prosper. Yes. And I thought, you know, Father, that is true. Whatever I set my hands to right now is going to prosper. Whatever it is that I'm going to do is going to prosper. So it doesn't matter necessarily what I do. It's a matter of finding out what you're doing, putting my hands to that first and foremost. And then after that, you know, all those things will be added again. But in the meantime, you know, I keep... I keep running around in circles and a lot of times keep trying to do the same old things that, that are possibly dried up. Yeah. Yeah. So I have four jobs waiting, four jobs waiting right now and they keep pushing them off. I have a million dollar job and it's been put off since March. So, (laughs) you know, it's one of those things you're kind of going, wait a minute, what's going on here? I mean, put it off since last March. I, I even didn't take a couple swimming pool jobs because I because thought, I thought something else yeah you know, I thought I was going to be starting that one and Jeez. I would have been out of town for you know months Jeez. so anyway it's just it's just a strange time for me it's a strange time yeah. it shouldn't be strange but um you know just to look right now at at him and his righteousness what is it he's doing what is it he wants done to further his kingdom right now. Uh, well, whether that be in business, whether that be any place, yeah. what can I do to help further his kingdom and not help further his kingdom, but Father, what is it you're doing? Because I want to put my hand to that, whatever that is.
0: Yeah. You see, this, when I look at Genesis chapter 1, verse um, 26, and it says, God, this, I'm reading from the Message Bible, and it says, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so that so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. So then God created human beings. He created them God-like, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them, prosper, reproduce. Fill earth, take charge, be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. And then God said, "I've given you every sort of seed-bearing plant on the earth, and every kind of fruit-bearing tree, etc., etc., etc." So, um, when when we're talking about uh, in the amplified, it says God blessed them, granting them certain authority, and said to them, "Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subjugate it." Putting it under your power and rule over, or have dominion over the earth and all the or everything else on the earth. When when Jesus says seek first the kingdom as the order of priority, it's the restoration of Genesis chapter one. It's going right. back to how does or where does God want me to um, now. Have dominion. Where does he want me to rule? Where does he want me to take charge and be responsible? Where does he want me to where, where has he given me that certain authority uh, and to subjugate putting it under my rule and and dominion? Be, and it's not over people, obviously. That's within the sphere of responsibility, a sphere of understanding. It's in the sphere of the light that he gives you. So when I read um, that Deuteronomy 8.18, remember, it's the Lord your God who gives you power, ability, capacity, ideas to create wealth. And, And what I began to look at is, as the Lord began to give me light into that was, what do you, what have, what have I gifted you? What, did, what comes natural to you? What, what do you have that it gives you a, a differentiation, a uniqueness? What, what is your gifting? If you go to Romans chapter 12, you have your, your, your true charismas. Those, those are your charisma gifts, your, your grace nice. gifts that were given to you at birth. In, when you were created and formed, those things were, were birthed into you. Now you look at that and you, there you will find two, maybe three in those that, that you really just gravitate to. I'm not into trying to figure, you know, do your, your tests on those things. And, oh, this is my gift and that's not my, it's just like, what do, what do I gravitate to most? What, what comes is my, my easiest, natural, gracious expression now the thing about it is is to find the platform that God has given you or is giving you or is revealing to you because when, when light comes, it's life. Right. So when, when, when revelation comes, when sight comes, when insight, when vision comes, when, when you can see this is my gift or talent, ability, strength, whatever it is, and this is the platform. Is the platform in the medical field, in the in education field, is it in business? What, where and how does God want to use your gift? He gives you that a platform. It, it may be some people do go into full time ministry, you know, as as such, and, and because it that the platforms created for them. And they have an ability to deliver their gift in that platform. They have a grace, a grace in that area, but it's not for everybody. That's the thing. Is I've heard some people trying to preach and they can't preach to save a donkey, you know. But they, they gotta preach, you know. And and I'm an apostle, and it's like, right. no, you're not, you know. Sit down, shut up, and you know whatever. That's
1: the problem with a lot of these gifting things that we think, um, I know several people that believe that they're teachers. Yes what is it they're going to do every time they come around
0: they're going to teach. teach
1: yeah, yeah. they're going to teach cuz they that's what they believe they are yeah if we can ever go back to that thing that we started off with when we first started this whole podcast thing is is you're a son of god it doesn't matter necessarily what your gifting and anointing is necessarily it's it's i mean he's going to use that of course but first and foremost you're a son of god you're exactly. you're a son And if we identify to him as our father, as opposed to a gift giver um, and uh, because if we just continually identify with our gift, that is what we become. If I identify as a son of God, that's who I am. Yes. And uh, because my my sonship is far more important than my gifting, my anointing. However, he is going to use that. He is going to use what he created in me to be. But the sonship comes first and foremost because there are some things that may override that gift or I may be doing something else. I always figure myself as this. I'm a tool in a toolbox. Yeah. If he pulls me out to use me, somehow or other, he creates the tool. As he picks me up, he creates the tool that he needs in his hand to be able to do whatever it is he needs to do. It doesn't matter if I'm just a teacher gift if he reaches into that box as a son of God, I become whatever it is he needs. Yes. And it's it's not like if I need an apostle, I'm going to reach in and grab Steve, <laughs> you know, or yeah. a prophet or whatever. Uh, you know, he's going to reach in and grab me as a son, and he sent forth his son. He didn't send forth a prophet. He didn't send forth an apostle. He didn't send forth a teacher. He sent forth a son. Yeah. And that's that is his... Way of doing things. He he doesn't send just a gift and an anointing. He sends a son. So when we look at that aspect of it, our sonship takes far more priority. And I guess that's why you know there in, in Deuteronomy eight eighteen it says, uh, "Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth, that that He may establish His covenant." Yeah, and uh, that He swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. And even though that's still Old Covenant, there's still a lot of that that, um, um, that is still a promise, you know, that, that I, I'm doing this in you so that I may establish my covenant, that I may establish my kingdom, that I may establish whatever it is I'm doing upon the earth. Because, you know, this is, this is my whole thing, that the whole earth may know that, that I am God, that, that I, am, I am that I am, I am who I am. And I'm sending you forth so that they may see me, just like Christ said, uh, if you've seen me, you've seen my father, and I guess that's that's the thing if if they just see you as a teacher, they're not going to see your father yes. they're going to see you and your gift yeah so anyway uh, uh yeah and the full time the full-time ministry thing uh, there are a lot of guys that become so busy that that's what they do, but as you started off this whole thing, don't just just do that yep you know there's there's so many different aspects to who we are continue to do who you are yep and uh if there's some other things that you can do go ahead and do that too but it it doesn't because we still think levitical priesthood for some reason we still think okay uh, go ahead yeah.
0: Now we think very much Levitical priesthood. Yeah, that's what I was I started sharing with you is that um is that you know, Jonathan asked me what would you have done differently? And it's just like, well, I would have used what the resources God put in my hand more wisely I had no idea that you can actually get into business if you are um, in ministry. I thought it was ministry, you're not allowed, you can't be tainted, you can't uh, do anything else. You know, you have to be this um, holy nation, you know. It's just like you are a Levite, you've got no inheritance in the land. And, And what it did was it left me when... I was so associated, so um, embedded into my function and my role as a pastor of a church that when I lost the church, I lost my purpose. Yeah, and I, I hadn't. Lost identity. <laughs> I lost my identity. I lost everything. It took me years to recover from that. Um, and, and, you know, Michelle just goes, well, you know, others r- recover quickly, but because they just pick up and, and keep doing what they were doing before and which is not always the right thing. You know, they can deceive and they can manipulate and whatever and get the thing going again, you know, and i just like, I I can't do that. I just, I could not do that. And so for me, it was pure or nothing. But what I did was I missed out on so much opportunity where people, where, where God was using people to bless me and I should have been in. You know, engaging in other business side of things. But again, our mentality is, is that, all right, I am a apostle, you know, it's like, I am an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, this is all, this is what I do. Um, But it's that, that is a gift for the equipping of the saints. That's it. You know, we we when when I talk about gifting, I'm talking charisma. I'm not talking doma. I'm not talking um, uh, phanerosis. I'm, I'm you know which is uh, one Corinthians chapter twelve. Yeah. the manifestations of the spirit i'm i'm not talking about that i'm not even talking about uh, ephesians chapter 4 you know that when you me- when when you mention gift the first thing people think of is you know my preaching um wow. you know am i apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher that's not what i refer to at all when i when i'm talking a gifting i'm talking what is that natural because everybody as sons of god god has given you assignment in the earth, and that assignment, it comes with a grace ability. He he will never give you something to do, an assignment in the earth, without an ability, a a strength, a gifting, a talent, a skill, you know, a, a natural endowment that you can do that. Like that guy that worked with you, he was just natural towards children, and you know and and that's me, I mean, you put me in construction or or putting in screws or fixing cars you're gonna mean trouble man you're gonna wish I'd never arrived you know but but you know and and but put me on a platform, you know, put me in a speaking situation, and i've had to i have had to win a war getting there, but when i'm there uh you know it's. it's I love doing it it's just natural to me I, you know these these podcasts and things i do i don't even i don't have a script I just jump on and do these things because it's just natural to me but um the gifting that we have is Romans chapter twelve and it talks about but again this is charisma, and right. he says um yeah, each yeah, he says in verse 6, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them accordingly. If someone has the gift of prophecy, let him speak a new message from, uh, let him speak a new message. Now, we see prophecy as he, yea." he, yay, thus saith the Lord. And I was speaking at a church and I was telling them, listen, you know, don't, You know, run into, you know, wherever you're going into a school, into work and begin to the thither, thither, hither, hither, and thus saith the Lord, you know, speaking King James and whatever else. It's not saying that. Why can't we just speak normally? (laughs) Why can't we just impart something without trying to tag it with, with something, you know, that to make us look spiritually important? Right. The ability to prophesy, the word gift prophecy, there means to see into and communicate a message, the divine will and purpose
1: of God. Right. And I've we've, seen. We've seen a spiritual at that point. So we yeah. say, I was in prayer for, for the last. Oh, yeah. Hours and and uh, I actually fasted this morning, my breakfast and coffee. And so. Yes. And then the Lord spoke unto me and said, well, "Yes."
0: And I had a dream. Yeah. And and, and you know that what I see right now is like, you know, now that doesn't fly in in a boardroom meeting when no. you are when you are um, uh, coaching or consulting, you know, the CEO and the senior leadership team.
1: But yet said, you can speak as it were the oracles of God, as it says in Peter. I can speak as it were the oracles of God, and I can speak right into the situation and into your life without saying, "Thus saith the Lord."
0: Exactly. You know, I. The, uh, for instance, I was um, I was coaching a CEO of a company in England, and uh, I, I, I was reaching sort of a place that I I, I wasn't. Able to help him transition into something, you know, and I, I knew there was something, but I didn't know what it was. So I began to pray that morning, and I said before before my session with him, and I, I just asked the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, um, what is the next step? What is the right question to ask? And the Lord gave me a question, and the, and it was a simple question. It was just, like, ask him what he fears most. Mm-hmm. And so when I sat with him, I said to him. What is it that you fear most, and you know what I'm telling you, Steve, this guy just broke down, man, and it was like it was like a breakthrough that that I had one question that the lord and i didn't say the Lord said to me to ask you because that wouldn't have flown in that situation. it was just me and him, and i need you know i I was connect I needed to connect with him, and he didn't need some spiritual you know, a guru. He needed, he just needed that practical. And God revealed that to me. And that's what we need to understand is that now that is my ability. My ability is to run a workshop and actually get people to own their journey, own the transition. So I ask the right questions, direct them in the right way, and they do the work and they own it and they move on. We need to understand that that's what God wants to do. So, when we're talking prophecy or we're talking in, if service, you know, serving as an act of service, he who teaches, why do we think teaching has got to be standing up behind a pulpit and and, and teaching? Or, or you know, why is it not an impartation of principle? I love what somebody said. He said, we, we're so focused on the, the, the chapter and verse, we never discover the principle.
1: Right. And he said... Never- never really do it by the spirit of it the spirit of life which is- ah
0: exactly exactly right
1: i remember connie one time telling me she says i don't need a i don't need a prophet or a pastor or a teacher she says, i need a husband yeah exactly and it's not a matter of saying thus saith the lord or a matter of teaching a principle to her because they can tell when you shift over into that teaching mode yes you just give them life you just you could say this, that spirit or that principle of it, but in the spirit of life of it and bring life to the situation as opposed to just because the letter of it killeth. (laughs) Exactly. I can bring you the letter of it and it just kill the whole meeting or kill the whole situation or kill whatever. But if I just, um, remember this one guy was in his business thing and he was shouting out something, um, uh, as far as hollering out for the next person. Uh, you know, the next customer in line, and he'd say it louder. And because there was so much noise, finally, he ended up shouting it kind of angrily. And I just simply said, you know, there's a there's something that you bring, there's a presence you bring whenever you get mad like that. And it, it turns people away. Did you notice that everybody got really quiet, and looked this way? And he says, Yeah, that's because I said it loud. I said, No, it's because you said it angrily. Yeah. And it, it was they it carried something with it that that made people feel a certain way. It's not, it's not, it didn't make them feel like, Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta listen here. No, yes. it made them look over there because there was an anger to it.
0: Oh, exactly. And,
1: and you don't have to say, well, you know, be angry and sin not, or you don't have to you know, say all these different scriptures or anything. It's just a matter of bringing them, um, Uh, Now, he happened to be a believer, so you can bring them to accountability of their master because before a man's own mastery stands or falls. But uh, even at that point, it's not a matter of bringing them scripture and verse. It's a matter of what's the life of it right now. Well, exactly. Exactly.
0: And, you know, when I stand in front of business people and I'm speaking, you know, (laughs) you can't be quoting scripture you know oh well you compromise i i don't compromise the principle of god's word the truth of god's word but i can convey it in a practical Way that is implementable that actually brings transition to their life, and they end up asking you know what is different about this why you know this is powerful, why is it different one well, then I can share with them why it 's different and yeah. somebody asked me uh, is like, where did you learn where did you learn your the principles of leadership it was like, uh, easy? I learned it from a young rabbi that lived two thousand years ago right The greatest leaders ever walked the face of the earth and, and was able to start a movement that transform the earth you know it's just like um that that is you know it's it's a different spin on it but and i'm not compromising anything but we've got to be able to take the gift and and um, insert our gift at the on the right platform at the right place god equips us to do what we're supposed to do and i'm always looking for that i for me it's like i i listen to people and i go but what is it that you have in you? You know, what, what is your grace ability? What is it that you can have that you can, because that's what prospers us. That's what prospers us is, is taking the gift and putting it on the right platform. That's when you have dominion. That's when you begin to rule and have dominion. You take charge, you, you take responsibility, and you begin to replenish and refill the earth, you know, with, with the kingdom of God, because you're using the grace ability of God that, that is in you to uh, on the right platform in the right place. What is your garden of Eden? You know, how does, how does God want to use that and, and not, not want to use that. How has he ordained that? Because that's your purpose. That is your mission in life is to actually use that in that way that you can prosper.
1: Right. You know, it's interesting as as you were talking there, I thought, How did Christ do it? A couple times or you know, a few times you see in the scripture where he said in Isaiah in Isaiah it says, or in such and such a place it says, or it is written. Just you know, you know a few places. But most of the time he just spoke and he didn't say, Well, my father has said this, so therefore now I tell you. He just spoke. Yeah. And it says they noticed in him that these teachings were not something that was just natural teachings. They never heard anything like this with such authority and power. And he didn't speak with authority, which means, you know, we oftentimes think that I, I speak with authority. That means I'm speaking louder or trying to be more forceful. No, he spoke as one having authority. He He spoke as though he already knew he had the authority. I mean, he He just spoke out of that place of authority. He didn't have to try to work it up. He wasn't trying to figure out whether or not he had it. He wasn't trying to make you believe he had authority. He just believed he had the authority sent from his father to do whatever it was he was doing. And because of that, people knew that. They felt that. It was a different – there was a presence on it. There was that spirit of life on it that brought brought a different tone to the whole thing. And he didn't have to say, well, my father says this he did it one time. He said, uh, because my father speaks, so I speak, you know, but, but he didn't, he didn't say every time, you know, by the way, guys, I was 40 days praying and fasting in the wilderness. And, you know, when I came out, this is what he told me to say. Um, you know, it was like, it was, he just spoke for his father. He just spoke. That's right. Uh, I guess, I guess that's the simpleness. The simplicity of it is just, just to speak. We don't have to try to qualify or disqualify or try to be spiritual or anything else. Just speak. You're a son of God. You come from that place of authority. Just speak.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You know, this morning I was think looking at the script um, or just considering, you know, you remember where Jesus said, why take anxious thought for what you eat, what you drink, what you wear? For after these things do the heathen seek. And you see, we think that we've separated our our kingdom life and our our normal life as two different things. Right. And uh, and that's where where. Mm-hmm. I, I, I struggle with with people calling church kingdom and kingdom church. It's not the no. same thing. No, kingdom no. is the pervasiveness, like yeast in a dough. It's it's the influence. It's the it's the influence that we bring into every dimension of our society, of no. our of our culture, and so many people are just focused on actually, they they just looking to meet that you know, what do I eat? What do I drink? What do I wear? Where do I live? What do I drive kind of thing? You know, how, how do I just live without stress and with, you know, just live in peace and harmony and have every, all my goods together. And, and Jesus said that the pagans seek after those things. He says, but seek first the dominion, seek the rule, seek the influence of the kingdom of God Get aligned with that. Get aligned with right relationship with Him. These things will be added unto you. I think our focus, I I really, when I look at what Jesus did, I, I see our focus is to influence. And to influence, He wants us to use what He's put within us in the right platform and the right in the right dimension of life where does where is god called us to it's like not called us to church or called us to preach it may be that you are an elder or that you can that you are a gift to equip the saints it doesn't make you more spiritual or more superior than anybody else that no. that is like such a roman catholic kind of mentality we've got to get back to the place that we are called to be salt and light in the earth we're called to, right. to influence into society and that's what prospers us you know i and that, it's <laughs> yeah I, anyway that's what part i'm of that
1: thing though too is that spirit of that spirit of excellence that we do no matter what we do we do it, it as under the lord and. Um, I I was working for a guy here a while back, just doing some subcontracting for him, and I said, "Well, you want me to do this?" He says, "No, it'll, it's good enough." And I said, "Yeah, but this it's not going to look right." And he said, "Ah, that's all right. It's good enough. You know, the the guy wants it done cheaply and quickly." And I and still I thought, "Well, I can do this cheaply and quickly, and still do this and make it excellent. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it something that they know that i'm sent by a different i'm under a different master <laughs> right right there's a there's an excellence that comes with it that, that brings his kingdom it brings his dominion it brings his domain to a certain area yes and i guess that that's in anything we do it's not yeah. just a matter of it's not just a matter of contracting uh it, it's a matter of um you know like like doing a deck i'm going to be doing a deck here pretty soon uh for somebody's house Well, there's a certain, there's certain ways to do it. And yeah, you can do it cheaper, but even to line up all the screws in a straight line as you're going down the deck makes a big difference. Sure. I mean, just visually it's, it's, it's that excellence that you, that you come from. It's, it's who you are. That's who you were made to be. It's not just to do whatever you can to get by. Yeah. If I was doing it for my father, if I was doing it for my Heavenly Father, you know good and well I would do it differently than if That's I'm right. doing it just for that paycheck. That's right. So there's a whole different way of looking at things. Even when you're thinking about building on a person's life, you know, as far as uh, like, like Paul said, I'm a wise master builder. And, um, you know, I, uh, take heed, therefore, how you build. Whenever you're building on somebody's life, you're watching to see what your Heavenly Father is doing in their life, and then you put your hands to that. You don't just try to willy-nilly build and tell them all the principles that you happen to know or keep trying to do the same foundational principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ in Hebrews. You know, you don't keep trying to do that over and over again. It's a matter of finding out what they need at that point, And then speaking from the very heart of God into that situation, it says that we are polished arrows. Now that's that's even Old Covenant, but we are polished arrows, as in His quiver, and He pulls us out so that that thing strikes the mark or the heart of that situation every time He draws us back and lets us fly. Yeah. So that's the thing is to realize that's who we are. It's not just a matter of uh, that's what He hopes we're going to (laughs) be. You know, I mean that's that's who He created us to be. That that polished arrow that when he lets us fly it strikes the very heart of the situation so our objective is not to just find out what principles we know that might actually apply to this it's a it's a matter of finding out the heart of the situation right then and then speaking to that that's right doing whatever it takes to hit that to to strike the very heart of the situation
0: yeah no, exactly right yeah because you know and, that, and that's that's what we need to understand is that we, we we go into society, we go into business or education or you know into construction, whatever arena we're in, and and we sent, but we are sent there with a purpose. We sent there with a mission. It's not just to to get by. It's not to have a job so that we can pay the the, the rent at the end of the month. We're sent to actually have dominion. We're sent to right, right. to make a difference. We are sent right. to to impact society. We, that's what we're called to do, and right. and therefore, you know, just like you're saying, is like then then we do it excellently. If Paul says, if you're a slave, then stay a slave, but you know, be a slave that that they when they look at you, they see a reflection of god you know you you yeah. you bring out the the i think the message bible says you bring out the the, the god colors in the earth you know it's, it's like you yeah. you yeah. are a revealer of who he is and you have mean. look at joseph whether you put him as a as a as a slave in a house or a or a prisoner in a dungeon every time he begins to excel takes charge becomes responsible it was his gift He he had been trained up to be administrative. He wasn't a shepherd like his brothers. And that's what they hated about him was because his dad had trained him in management skills. And so you put him in a house, he could manage the house. Everything gets left in his responsibility. He did it excellently. He did it well. He was he he was well trained, well skilled, and he applied that within the dungeon. And that's what the Pharaoh notices. He uses his gift because again you know when i look at that is like oh you know um um joseph had a vision and and the vision got him thrown into jail it wasn't vision it was his ability his gifting to interpret dreams to see things he could he could see into things and say this is strategically what's going to be happening and and his gift was that uh, that was his gift was to actually administrate things. And he says, I'm going to be, you know, this is what's going to happen. And they hated him for it. His father, everybody's like, who do you think you are? But that was his gifting. You put him in, into the house of, of Potiphar and he begins to excel in his gift. And that wasn't because he prayed in tongues. It wasn't because he, he was a good Jewish boy. It was because the favor of God was on his gifting. And he, could, he had developed that gift to the place that he could now manage the whole household, put him in the dungeon. He manages the whole dungeon. And that was and every time he was faithful with the gift, what happened was the, the, the baker and the, um, the cupbearer of the king of Pharaoh meets him he he's still faithful with his gift interprets their dreams and boom baby that's what opens up the door for him now he exercises that same management administrative gift to manage the whole country because he's faithful in his gift he's faithful mm-hmm. in that that grace ability in his life he didn't sit down and say oh woe is me because I'm in in Potiphar's house now he You keep working at it, you know, and then, I mean, I'm telling you, Steve, I I, I got here to, to uh, the United States, people have said to me, it's like, it's not working. It's never going to work. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if it doesn't happen? You know, what happens if, um, (laughs) you know, it's just like, you've been, you've been working at this for years. And I go, you know what? I am one connection away from my greatest life. I'm I'm mm-hmm. one idea, one opportunity away. And I have to be ready for that idea. I have to be ready for that opportunity. I have to be ready for that connection because nice. somebody somewhere somehow is going to be the connection I need that's going to promote my gift so that I can move into the next season of my life. Right. And so what do I do? I, I, I hone it. I practice. I develop what God's given me and develop it more and more so that, so that it's ready for God to launch me into, on the platform that I need or that he needs where I can bring my purpose, my mission to the world. And that's it, you know, and whatever it is, I mean, whether it's, it's one, ten, 10, a hundred, a 1, thousand, you know, who cares if it's one nation, one community, if it's, if it's global, who cares, I, you know, at that point in time, whatever the grace of God is for me, that's where it's going to be. You
1: know, it's interesting that Joseph, uh, who we're talking about, um, had a, had a experience later on in his life. This is even after he delivered his father and his, his brothers and everything else. And, um, as far as just, uh, Jacob teaching Joseph it doesn't say that much, whether or not he was trained in that as, as so much as that's who, that's just his, that's who he was that God made him to be. And somehow or other, like you said, the grace of God, he just used that grace yeah. to whatever it was and just, just did who he was in that place the interesting thing was is that later on in his life he had manessa and ephraim these two twins and he's presenting them to his father who is blind to to bless them so that manessa at that point would get the would get the lion's share or the major portion because he was the oldest so he's supposed to get the blessing i mean that's just the way it was you know they got the inheritance and then the then the other one got a secondary blessing or whatever well it says that um jacob wittingly crossed his hands and laid his right hand upon ephraim which literally means double portion and laid his left hand upon upon manessa and he gave the blessing of the firstborn actually to ephraim which there's a lot of other connotations to that besides just what we're talking about here but Uh, it was interesting to me that that word "wittingly" crossed his hands is the same word that's translated wisdom in proverbs it's also translated uh have good success Mm. um, in joshua so to wittingly cross your hands it's it's interesting that even later in his life um the heavenly father by example of jacob is saying this is how you're going to have good success don't don't present this the way that you would normally present it don't keep doing it the way you would naturally do it or the way you think about it but but let yourself be guided by the spirit of god to lay your hands on what i'm laying my hands upon and bless what i'm blessing and then thou shalt have good success yeah and that that was something that struck me that this even happened while after he was using his gift for all these years and delivering his whole household Yeah. Living a whole nation. But yet the Father is continuing to teach him how to use that and to not just do it the way you normally see it. Yes. But to bless what I'm blessing. Exactly. So, um, anyway, I just, the same thing with, um, you know, like I said earlier, not to just continue with the principle, but to actually, as a polished arrow, find out the heart of the matter and strike the heart of the matter. Uh, That's why Christ, a lot of times, answered their question with a question or he, he actually struck the heart of the matter in different things rather than, rather than just speaking a whole sermon on something. He just, he knew what the heart of it was, the heart behind the question or the heart behind the statement. And he literally spoke directly to that as opposed to, I don't know, speaking a whole sermon on something. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. And that's partly what we're trained as sons of God because it's not just the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's not the tree, well, it's just a good thing to do. This is a great thing to do for God. You know, this is good to do for my father. No, it isn't that tree. That's the same tree as the knowledge of evil. It's the knowledge of good. Yeah. The thing is, he wants us to live by that tree of life and that tree of peace. It's, it's a tree of life. It's, it's the life. We are now of the life-giving spirit. Yeah, The first Adam was just a living soul. It just knew what to do. But the last Adam was a life-giving spirit. Am I being able to give life in whatever it is I'm saying? Am I bringing dominion in whatever it is I'm doing? Is this the purpose of God right now? And I don't have to think about that process all the time. That's just something he puts within us. Is this going to bring about the dominion of the kingdom of God right now in this place? That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just to run that kind of like a gatekeeper, you know, almost like a, a place in that centurion right there at the at the beginning of your heart and just going, OK, this is this is something through which everything I do must pass. You know, is this going to bring about the kingdom of my father? Is this going to further that? Yeah. And, and I guess that's the thing that that's the thing that I look at a lot of times now, um, even more so now um before it used to be the 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 ministry thing you know is this going to bring about my gift or is it going to give me a further um platform for my gift you know what what is this going to do as opposed to what is going to bring about the dominion of my father and and of course yes that may bring about the platform it may bring about everything else but you know is this going to bring about the dominion of my father and his kingdom and if it does then by all means, let's do that, because it's the tree, it's the tree of life. Uh, it says, let the peace of God rule your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The word rule means act as an umpire. Mm. So if I'm, looking, if I'm looking at peace, if I'm looking at something, for instance, this uh, older gentleman told me, he says, if I told you right now um, I'm supposed to go to Israel, would that bring peace to you, or would that bring peace to me right now? But if I said, no, really, I'm not supposed to go, would that bring peace to me? Which one is peace and life to me right now? Well, the first one, if I thought, well, I'm supposed to give to Israel right now, I'd go, eh, I'm not really sure. You know, i got to think about it some more. Well, then it's not peace and life. Don't do it. Yeah. But if all of a sudden there's something that leapt within me, just like uh, Elizabeth, you know, that as soon as she met Mary, that child leapt within her womb and there was life to it. I mean, there was a kick of life. Well, then by all means, you better start leaning that direction and go that way. Yeah. But let the peace of God rule. Let it act as an umpire. Let it say, yeah, this thought is out or this thought is in or this thought is right. This thought is is the one that I'm supposed to go with. But to try to think about it, to try to ponder over it, to try to labor over it, to make my list and check it twice, find out if I've been naughty or nice. You know, that, that whole thing of trying to figure out which way to go is that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it says the day I partake of it, I die. So it's, it's as a son of God, learning how to live by the tree of life, not by that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. So, um, you know, even in the situation you and I both been in for the last couple of years, you know, to, to look toward that tree of the knowledge of good and evil is just going to continue to bring death in our lives. You know, I got to make out my list and I got to check it and well, is this, if I do this, will this happen? Yes. Well, if I do this, You know, uh, which one is, which one has the biggest list to it of, of what would most benefit? Well, that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, as opposed to which one is life and peace, which one right now brings that life, not only to me, but to my whole house, my family. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going to do that one because it's, I'm ruled by the, I'm ruled by the peace of God, not by, not by what I, my process is, is giving me to do. So. Uh, anyway, that's that's just. I guess that's. I'm reminding myself <laughs> more so than anybody else right now. Let the peace of God rule my heart and mind in Christ Jesus, because it's that peace, it's that life. If I can't be, if I don't have that peace in life, how in the world am I going to give that?
0: Well, exactly. And the thing about it is, is that when we're on the track of that, you know, that, that's the thing I'm always talking to leaders about. Is you know, are you aligned? I, you know, every leader needs to do a tune-up. They need to re uh, refocus themselves. Oftentimes, they need to realign themselves because that's where leaders get into trouble. It, they they get out of alignment to what they mandate is, to what the area of responsibility is. They try and get into areas because they, I don't know, for whatever reason, pressure for, you know, stress or or whatever the focus is. And that's when they get into trouble because they're out of their grace place. And so um, they get out of their associ- the right associations to get right, out of, out of the location they're supposed to be in. And I'm not just talking physical location. I'm talking how they locate, locate themselves in, in what they're doing. And so now that's when they get into trouble. They get bored. They get frustrated. They get angry. They get irritated. Uh, now they, they begin to indulge themselves in things. They start getting burnt out and indulging, they start indulging things they would never have considered before. And boredom and frustration can be a real, a real enemy of, of those things. But when you find that place of life, man, I'm telling you is that, you know, when you find that place that, that, that you just can express who you are, that's the important place that God calls us to, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how difficult it is at that point in time. You know, it doesn't matter how what you face, what storms you face, what difficulties, criticism, judgment, hardship, you know, conditions. There's a young lady that that um, that I met here, and I, I, we've just been encouraging her, and and just because she went, um, she didn't know what she was going to do with her life. She goes to Uganda. And in fact, I did an interview with her a couple of months ago on, on the KLE podcast, but she went, she, she went to Uganda on a trip, worked with some kids just for a mission trip. And while she was there, she just, this is what I am supposed to do in life. This, this is my thing. So she came back, worked for a while, got some money, went Went back to Uganda, and she's basically establishing herself permanently there. Young lady, and she's now built, building herself a big house and beautiful spot. Um, uh, the local people are helping her, and people from here are blessing her to build a, a house there. But she looks after six, seven kids, babies, whose lives would have been would have had no value would have had no, I mean, their future was, was bad. They're all abandoned kind of kids. And yes, she is giving her life to, to make a difference in these little people's lives. And I, I, you know, I applaud that kind of thing. She's found her ability. She's found her grace. She's found her thing that, that brings transformation to the world. You know, it's just in some little village, somewhere on a mountain, and and their God's blessing her. She's found her Garden of Eden, and I'm just I was so impressed with that. I I, I was, and you know, I just like really applauded and I do everything that I can to encourage her and whatever else because I just think that's incredible. It's really really incredible. We we always think it's got to be some kind of you know big celebrity kind of status. Then I'm successful or I'm significant, and that's not the truth. You know, it's just finding finding what god's put into you right because we all have and that's leadership leadership is we all have a purpose we have a mission in life you have an assignment you've been put on this earth for a reason leadership begins when you discover that reason when you discover that mission when you discover that purpose that's when your leadership begins it doesn't begin with a title or position it begins when you discover this is my purpose in life and i i have to do this i i have to make a difference and sometimes it's not your job immediately sometimes you're doing something else in the meantime but ecclesiastes says you know you work in the morning and you work at night <laughs> and if one prospers that's the one you that's the one you go with if they both prosper then you stay with both you know it's just um uh, that's wisdom. That's just the wisdom of it, you know. Just just find the purpose, run with the purpose of God, because God has called you to be an influence in the earth. That's bringing his kingdom, to have dominion, to bring his influence, to make an impact where you are, whatever you're doing. You don't have to be a speaker. You don't have to be a preacher. You you know, sometimes it's it's working with your hands. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's the factory guy. Sometimes it's the... It's the ambulance guy, you know, thank God for them. I mean, but they can make such an impact wherever they are. We always hear those stories about, you know, people actually making a difference where they are. I was saying to to my son the other night, you know, he's like, the, um, Nelson Mandela, the president, the ex-president of South Africa, the first democratic, democratically elected president of South Africa, he had he, he ascribes his attitude to his Sunday school Methodist Sunday school teacher who made an impact on his life mm. that changed that gave him a heart. And that heart is what stopped a bloodbath in South Africa. Huh. Because because he he calmed everything down, brought leadership to the country, there wasn't a revolution. He balanced everybody out, and unheard of in Africa, he stepped down after his first, uh, after one term in office. It's unheard of in Africa. Everybody holds on to power as long as possible. He right. immediately passed it on. And he's, he, he when I was listening to him, he said that t- his Sunday school teacher had the biggest influence on his life. And I thought, you know, we and we don't even know her name. We don't even know, even if she's around anymore, probably not. But, but, you know, it's like, what an impact that one lady had, because that was her influence. That was her. And you don't know, you know, Steve, that's the thing is you don't know. You don't know who you're impacting. I think sometimes doing the podcast, I think, you know, whether it's one or whether it's 10, I don't know. I don't know who's listening, whether it's 20 or 50 or 100. It doesn't really matter because it's like somebody said, you know, if you've got only one person on your podcast, but what happens if it's the president of the United States? Right. Right. do you think you're having an impact if he's listening to your episodes? You know, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, so we, we so bothered about, you know, how big it is, but it's huge in the kingdom. That's the thing. Right. You know, you having an influence, you're bringing light life salt, <laughs> you know, right. to, to that area. Anyway,
1: worried about the size of the platform when I uh, says the, You know, just do what I'm telling you to do at the time. So exactly, exactly, it's not so much of how big it is; it's it's just doing doing the platform he gave you at this time.
0: That's right, exactly.
1: Be faithful in the little things,
0: I guess. Yeah, be faithful in the the little things that God gives you. But but you know, is is start where where you are, but but start with what what is in your heart to to do. You know, it's just like don't. Don't um, quench it. God gives you ideas. God inspires things into you. God sends people to inspire. I, I'm thinking, okay, I'm preaching. But, you know, I'm thinking of that one guy, David. David, his father didn't even recognize him. You know, he's like, oh, um, you know, he must have been like, I don't know. It was, I don't know what his dad was thinking, but his dad yeah. must have thought very little of him because he didn't but even cons- –
1: the ruddy little fellow out in the field. Yeah, it's just
0: like, you know, he, he might have even been a step boy or an orphan or, you know, I don't know. But, you know, it's just like he doesn't even get called in when it could be considered. What? But I've just got this little dude out in looking after the sheep. Yeah, bring him in. It turns out to be the, the anointed to be the king, the next king of Israel. In fact, he becomes the guy who's thrown Jesus' steps into, you know. It's just like, what? But – um. It's interesting is that Saul is having a struggle. It's, it's becoming schizophrenic and, and whatever else. And, and um, he says, man, I need somebody that can play and, and just play the right music to minister to my soul. And one of the servants in his court says, I know a guy. <laughs> oh. And he says, I know a guy who, is, who, who does that, but he does that for his sheep. He says, bring him in here. Yeah. And uh, and I thought, isn't that amazing? It's like, yeah, I I don't know if David knew this guy, but this guy had heard of David. And right. yeah, David gets ushered from the sheep pen where his dad doesn't even recognize him, and he gets taken whoosh, right up into the king's court where he gets positioned for his assignment. Right. Powerful. Right. <laughs> so so you know
1: sti- in, in samuel um uh, 16, 16 i believe it is uh, it says that david was a cunning and skillful player the word cunning is kind of interesting skillful we know what that means skillful mm. you know he just he had the skill competent be, yeah yeah uh so he would be able to play the chords and everything like that and be able to play the songs. the interesting thing about the word cunning it means the ability to play to the spirit wow So he not only had the skill, but he had the ability to play to the spirit of the situation to strike the very heart of it. Right. And so there are not that many musicians that are able to do that. Right. Uh, They can be skilled, but the ability to play to the spirit of it um, is just an interesting thing because he played to that evil spirit and was able to calm the evil spirit in Saul. Yeah. So powerful. um, yeah, it is a powerful thing. And so to realize that that even within our gift, there's that ability to cross the hands over and be able to do it according to the spirit of God, not just do it according to our gift and our whatever it is we think we're supposed to do at that point. Yeah. So, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead. Uh, no, no.
0: I mean, that's good. That, that's, and that's what I'm saying is, is like... Um, develop, you know, what the capacity that God's given you, develop, because I talk about two things. It's competence and competence and confidence. You've got to have competence and confidence. And confidence comes from that inner security, that inner sense of of worth, that inner sense of, yes, this is what I'm designed to do. And the competence is to get the skill. You know, you've got to have both. You've got to develop the capacity to, in fact, bring that, that influence into the world that we call to influence. Right. We, we you know, is that God hasn't called us to make a living. He's called us to make a difference. Yeah. You know, he hasn't called us to just get by. He's called us to make an impact. And so I, you know, that is just something I, that I I know you and I we we busy with like a new season of our life. I mean, I, um, tomorrow I, I um, it will be the last year of my fifties. <laughs> so um, a
1: big six o tomorrow,
0: huh? I know, no no fifty nine tomorrow. Hey, don't rush it. So my last year of fifties. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. the next two one
1: later, two yeah.
0: years later. I turned Sixty <laughs> four. What? When, when? When? How many? Two weeks.
1: Two days after you.
0: Really, I didn't yeah, even November. know then.
1: You. Yeah, November fourth. Ah, November, yeah, you're ah. November
0: So you're also November baby. Great yeah, guys we are. Hey, we are great yeah. guys, aren't we? But
1: people always ask me what what sign I am, and I say feces. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, not a good no, sign. No, no, that's not a good one. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> not a good sign at all.
1: Oh, no, not a good sign.
0: Oh my word. Yeah. I mean, we're stepping into a new season and not that sign of that season. It's like, um, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's like we've come to this place and, and I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, it comes with, with a lot of challenge, a lot of development, a lot of change, a lot of transformation, but I'm excited about a new season, you know, and we've been really getting words saying that it, it's not going to be the amount of work we put into it, the amount of labor we put into it. It's going to be that we step into the place that, that we just know it's us, you know, just right. we know it's its who we are and and it just comes easy. I think that's the beauty of it, but you know, is work is not, it doesn't, work is not by effort. Work is is that it doesn't matter how hard I work. I love doing it, you know. So it's not work yeah. to me in that sense. So I'm um, well,
1: that's under the curse too, if you think about it. The curse was you, you, you make the earth give forth its, forth its fruit by the sweat of your brow. Yeah. If yeah. whatever you're doing is by the sweat of your brow, and it's, it's difficult for you, then it's probably not what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. I mean, I still sweat at what I do, but a lot of what I do, I really enjoy doing.
0: You so, love doing it, yeah
1: yeah so it's not it's not a labor, especially when i 'm doing a waterfall or something like that yeah there's a lot of sweat to it but but you know, I enjoy the outcome of it. I enjoy yeah. doing that. I enjoy bringing the water out of something that doesn't look like anything at first, yes, and a lot of that has to do with being able to see it before I build it yes. I mean, uh, yes. um, my wife asked me that the other day she said how do you how do you even know what you're building i said well i see it first i i see what i'm building first right what it's going to look like right it it says how do you do that i i thought i I thought about i thought i i don't know how i do that i guess it's, it's the grace of god in a person's life to be able to see that sort of thing uh it's almost like in a way prophetic because I'm able to see it before,
0: exactly. before,
1: before it even comes about.
0: That's exactly what I'm trying to say. That is it. That is right there, man. It's <laughs> like, that is what I'm talking about. It's like, we think prophecy is like, yeah, and I've got to, you know, oh, shut up. You know, it's just like right. be practical about this. And that's exactly you. You're able to see into and interpret that and then bring it into the physical. I di- I'm the same way. You know, for me, it's like I I sit and, and before I speak, before I'm I am a, at a speaking engagement or run a workshop, I sit down and I begin to go over the stuff and I have to see it. I have to see myself. I have to see the message. I have to see the speech. I have to see it. Otherwise, I you know, I stammer along. So for, for, for the other podcast that I do for the, the leadership boost podcast every day, I I mean, I spend like two hours in preparation for a 15 minute talk. And, but what I'm doing is for two hours, I'm just seeing the principle that I'm going to communicate. I'm seeing how, how this thing forms, you know, it's, and you, you you the same thing is like what do you see? I said. Well it's hard to explain, but I can see it, you know. It's just right. like and that's exactly what I'm saying. So yeah. the, the, the one who has the gift of prophecy can see that. The one yeah. who is um because it's in proportion to the faith that you have.
1: So preparation HS.
0: What's that? Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah. Instead yes. of just preparation H. <laughs> preparation hs you know that holy spirit yes anyway sorry
0: Sorry. no no so if your gift is service then then that's what you you, that's how you think you think in pictures of how do i serve people you know Mm. and if 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 it's instructing training teaching imparting communicating then that's how you see and if it's if it's uh encouraging that's how you see if it's giving Right. You see generosity. You see it everywhere you go. You you can't right. help it. You just see it. And you, and he who leads does it with with diligence. And he who he who shows mercy in caring for others, he does it with cheerfulness. You just see it. You, you know. You, right. I can't see. I can't see what you see, and you can't see what I see, unless right. you've got the same gift as me. You know. But is like. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. All have been put together. It says, as God is apportioned to each a degree of faith right. and right. a purpose. Listen to this. And a purpose designed for service. Right. And that's what we're about, you know? Right. So.
1: And to do that, not just with the skill that we have to do it, but to do it cunningly. to do Yes. It- to do it as unto the spirit, to do it where the spirit of life that's is right. brought out in it. That's, that's a whole right. different. That's the, that's the cunning and skillful player, regardless of what we do, it is it's the cunningness and the skillfulness. So exactly. uh, not only that's not only the excellence, but the spirit of excellence.: does That's that right. Happen? It comes from life.: Yes, yeah, it does. It comes from life
0: you know that's, I was looking at that earlier too, is that you know uh, life came, and, and well, light came, and light was the life, the life of man. And uh, so when, when you have insight and you have that clarity that comes from the spirit of God, it brings life to wherever you go. It brings Zoe, you know, right, right yeah. And yeah, so we that's what we gotta do. We gotta operate in the life and the light of Christ because that's establishing the kingdom of God. That's what we do, you know. That's what we gotta do. Oh well that's been exciting. I, I've enjoyed talking this thing through today. This is really good. Yeah.
1: Now, like it's, like we've said before, we started on this probably a half hour before we actually turned on the <laughs> microphone. Yeah. So
0: yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to introduce the, the episode as a <laughs> I'll do a separate <laughs> because I thought you know what I, I don't even want to break uh, like uh, doing the normal uh, introductions. Let's just keep the conversation going. You know, okay. so We're so
1: already in progress. <laughs>
0: yes, continued next week (laughs) part two no no, here we go so steve thank you very much it's really good i i i'm i'm edified i'm inspired today again and um i trust um hopefully that you got something out of our conversation as well so hey uh just to everybody oh i'll do that later (laughs) Uh, so anyway steve thanks for being with me and uh (laughs) for the discussion today. It's uh, always good to catch up with you and, uh, and break bread of life with you, man.
1: That's right.
0: Talk to me soon. Hey, and if I don't talk to you before, I have a super, super happy birthday on the 4th.
1: Oh, you too tomorrow.
0: Yes, man. Tomorrow is uh, the rugby, the World Cup rugby final. So between South Africa and England, and so it's uh, being played in Japan. So we're getting up at four o'clock on tomorrow morning to have breakfast, uh, a birthday breakfast, and uh, me and my two boys that are here. Unfortunately, the other one's still in South Africa, but. The two that are here, we're going to get up and have breakfast at four and watch the game at five, and uh, we're going to oh see. Hopefully, the Springboks, which is the South African rugby team, wins tomorrow. It'll be, that'll be a good birthday present, but <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. but but uh, yeah, you have a good one, and I'm going to have a good one, and I'll I'll be in touch. All soon. right, all right, buddy. Love bye you, buddy. lots, Sam.
1: bye bye.
0: God bless. Bye bye.